Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. I am so excited for today's guest. She is someone I have admired for a very long time. And if you watch Married at First Sight, I think you'll really enjoy this episode. I have Dr. Viviana Coles, sex and intimacy expert on Married at First Sight, the reality TV show. And a little background on Dr. Viv. She is the lead psychotherapist at Houston Relationship Therapy. She is also the lead instructor at Texas Sex Therapy Institute. And she also holds a bachelor's in psychology and a master's and doctorate in marriage and family therapy. So she's been on the show for about five years now, and she's incredible. She works so well with the other experts, and I was dying to get to know her better and just uh, hear all about her brand new book, The Four Intimacy Styles. So without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Viv. Dr. Viv, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to get cozy with you. (laughs) Yes, yes. It is just so much fun to have you. I've always been a huge fan of Married at First Sight. And to have you here, I have to be honest, I'm literally fangirling because I think what you do is incredible. And I'm so glad that they have an expert like you on the show. So before we get into all of that, you are considered the physical intimacy and emotional intimacy expert, right? Which I love that you do kind of both ends of that. I am. I feel like they're two sides of the same coin. So can't have one without the other typically. <laughs> Definitely. I, I could not agree more. So before we get into how you got onto the show and, and your role on the show, and of course, we're going to talk about your amazing book, The Four Intimacy Styles. Definitely going to get into that. I can't wait to dive in. Where did you grow up? I am born and raised and currently living in Houston. I have always loved Houston. I did go away for my bachelor's, my master's, and my doctorate. I went to, here in Houston, I I grew up kind of all over Houston, but I went to an all-girls school, (laughs) and I can thank my husband for that because uh, we got caught kissing at our co-ed school, our private Catholic school, and I was in seventh grade, he was in eighth grade. My parents pulled me out of there, sent me straight to the all-girls school, and it's so funny because our daughter now goes there. So, oh my god, <laughs> it came full circle. circle. But I've always yeah. tried. Yeah, I really did. It's always been home to me. I always knew I wanted to get back here, no matter how gorgeous it was. I was in Fort Lauderdale for my master's and my doctorate, which was amazing. Okay, was like a block off the beach. Yeah, and and going away to the hill country for my bachelor's in psych. I love Houston. I love what it stands for. I love the diversity. I love that you can find anything for everyone. We're a very open community, but mainly what kept me here is my whole family's here. My husband's family's here. We're all from here. So it's always been home and it it will always be home. Funny enough, I actually went to the University of Florida. I'm a Gator. Oh, okay. I went to Nova Southeastern University. I'm a shark. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm familiar. I was born and raised in Florida. I kind of went all over the place, but North Carolina, Florida, Kentucky, and then I finally moved out west. So, but yeah, Florida was nice to go to school. I think it was like the number one party school at the time. (laughs) So that was fun. Well, I can't say I got into too much trouble out in Florida, but I certainly got a tan. (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. And then when you were, well, obviously you were into boys pretty early then, would you say? Like, I wouldn't say you were a late bloomer, right? 
No, actually, it's funny you say that because now having a daughter who was around the same age as I was when I met my, who would be my future husband, much later on, I've had to think about that, how, you know, I'm kind of comparing where we are in our lives. I was definitely mm-hmm. into boys early on. I remember having my first crush like in kindergarten. His name was oh, Nikki. Wow. I don't remember his last name. <laughs> <laughs> he, I remember having my first crush and thinking, oh, okay. And then from then on, I had, I remember having another crush in like third grade and, you know, it just, third grade and then fourth grade. But it wasn't until I met my husband, Bobby, that I really understood like, okay, this is what people are talking about in love songs. This is what they're crying about. This is what poems are from, which sounds so silly because you're thinking, okay, how can a 12 year old feel this way? But it has helped me to realize that you cannot discount feelings of love no matter how young you are. I remember our parents used to say, it's puppy love, it's puppy love. And me thinking, I don't think that's what this is. I don't think this is not real love. And of course it wasn't until I was a full on adult, both they realized and I realized that was not puppy love. That was the precursor to something much more lasting and real. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. You just don't hear those stories. You know, that's like so special. I literally got goosebumps. Like that is so special. I love hearing that. That's amazing. I actually think that I learned about love in young people from an early age because my parents, they met when they were 16. They were each other's first love oh. and they got married when they were 20 and they've been together ever since, you know, so. Oh my gosh, I, I feel wow. like the idea that you can be with someone from a young age, mm-hmm. I had the example of that. And I don't yeah. know that it would have been the same for me had I not had them as a great example. That makes sense. That is such a beautiful thing though. I mean, I'm so glad that, you know, some people wait, like I had to wait till I was 30 to find, you know, my husband of 10 years and he's my soulmate, my best friend, everything. And I just feel like that is such a gift to have met him at such a young age and then not grow apart, grow together, right? And have the common goals and and dreams. And that's so beautiful. We definitely lived our own lives because, you know, back then you don't have a car at that age. We didn't have cell phones, and if your parents didn't want you to see somebody, it probably wasn't going to happen. Right. So we, our, our young relationship did not last very long, and so we had a good 10 years apart where we lived our separate lives. We grew up, thank okay. goodness, <laughs> and then when we came back together, we were kind of fully developed in that way and ready to go. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. And when did you get married? What, how old were you? I was 26 when we got married. Oh, okay. It was a while later, but our courtship, we call it round two. Round two was <laughs> a whirlwind, and we actually eloped after six months. So wow. <laughs> our families weren't thrilled about that, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, the heart wants what it wants, right? <laughs> oh, my god! It all worked out. We saved them a bunch of money. Exactly, yes. So were you always kind of interested in intimacy in general, or what do you think kind of maybe first piqued your interest in that topic? So love has always been something that is at the forefront of my brain. Definitely of my heart, but my brain for sure. And I remember asking my college counselor in my junior year of high school, asked me what I was interested in and what I wanted to study, what I wanted to do when I was older. And the only thing that I could think of is when she asked me what I feel like I'm good at, I'm like, I can talk and I can talk a lot. And she's like, okay, well, what do you like to talk about? And I'd always get in trouble. 
you can imagine I'd always get in trouble. All of my like grade school report cards say like too talkative, talkative, <laughs> talking too much, talking too much. So I was like, well, she goes, but what do you like to talk about? And I said, I talk to my friends a lot about whatever issues they've got going on. She's like, oh, you mean like with their friends or family? I said, yes. And then of course, if there's anything having to do with boy troubles, or love troubles, they're coming to me. I said, but that's not a job. And she's like, yes, it is actually. <laughs> and uh, she geared me towards becoming uh, more interested in relationship therapy by sending me over to like sociology and psychology in college. And I was hooked and I made a beeline. I graduated college in three years. Wow. Um, I went to my master's. I did that in two did my doctorate. That took me a lot longer because during that time we got married, had two kids. I was pregnant, seven months pregnant with oh our gosh. son, our second and last child. <laughs> and when I finally walked for my doctorate, he was the ultimate deadline. <laughs> so that helped a lot. Oh my gosh. Wow. You are incredible. Oh my, I was just like, wow, you were literally on a mission you know you're on a mission i love it the passion and i've always felt that way i've always i've always felt like i knew what i was going towards and and i'm so fortunate to have found the right programs the right people to have the support of my family to help me yeah. to, to make that beeline and i will say and and this is for a lot of the listeners who are trying to figure out how to get into like different careers i would say that if you know where you want to go, if you know where you want to get to, it's already not going to be a straight line. So try to figure out the quickest way to get there and then just yeah. run. Go with it. <laughs> because if you haven't figured it out by the time you get there, at least you'll be in it longer so you have more experience. Mm -hmm. You know, who I am as a therapist now versus who I was when I was getting certified as a sex therapist in 2006 completely different places because of the experience. Don't wait until you're fully formed in your career to then say, okay, I'm ready to get out there. No, experience is the best teacher. Everybody knows that, but when it comes to careers, it means Definitely. a lot. We're, we're very similar. I chose the sociology route as well. And I thought I wanted to be a counselor, but I felt like I was too empathetic and that I was the same way that I would always help my friends, but then I would become depressed if they got it, you know, if they were in a breakup or something, right? And I was just like, yes. I'm I'm internalizing this too much. I'm taking all of this too personally. So I think that this route of me, like I'm a dating coach, but I, I feel like dating is a little bit easier than like a relationship coach, you know what I mean? Because it's like the early stages and it's not too intense, you know, <laughs> so that's kind of where I stay. <laughs> well, you found a way to be able to be helpful, but not harmful to yourself. I don't know if it's something that came before my training or during my training or even after, but I've always been really good about mm. setting that boundary of this is their issue that I'm helping them with. Now I'm off the clock and I'm working on my own stuff. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because people who watch the show see that I'm often teary-eyed yeah. and that, you know, things really get to me. But in sessions, I've, I can count maybe on two hands in the past 20 years how many times I've cried in wow. session because it's not about me. It's right. really not about me. It's yeah. about them. And if I make it about me, then they're not going to get the best help. So I, I'm, a good point. I've never really had that issue, but I can understand how important it is to know that about yourself because if right. not, you'll get burnt out like so many therapists and counselors do. 
Exactly. And that's, I kind of foresaw that happening. So I'm glad I kind of took the route that I did, but I'm also a sleep coach. So I help parents train their, their children to sleep at night. And so that's been extremely rewarding as well. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, thank you. That's amazing. That's so important for healthy sexuality. So thank you for the work you're doing. <laughs> you're welcome. My husband tells me every day, like the best thing that I did for our marriage was to train, sleep train our children because we have all evening to ourselves. So it's, it, we still date each other so after 10 helpful. years, right? Because we still have the time. We have the time and we have the quality it's so time. Important. And we are, we are solid as a rock because of it. And I know that's, you know, oh, one of the reasons so for glad. sure. So. It's very important, and it's a common issue that comes up. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I've heard that many, many times. So let's talk about how you got all of your degrees, your doctorate, everything. Pregnant, that's amazing, incredible, such an inspiration. How did you transition from that into getting onto the show? How did that happen? I said yes to any and all media opportunities starting way back in, like, 2007, I would say yes to anything because I knew that if I was going to build confidence in that way, I needed to practice. And I wasn't going to be ready Mm -hmm. for a national TV show like, you know, the Today Show, fingers crossed, if I didn't start with something much smaller. That, and I always knew because I have a private practice, it's called Houston Relationship Therapy, that I wanted to get the word out about what we were doing there and the work in relationships yeah. and sex that we were doing. So for me, it's it's advertising, it, it's practice, it's so many good things. So I always said yes. And what that led to was having so many clips of the work that I had done on radio, podcasts, TV, articles, newspapers, yeah. all of that, speaking engagements, that when it came time for production companies to look for experts in the field, I had my resume was out there and it was out there for them to see yeah. whether it was at 12 o'clock midnight, 12 o'clock noon. And that's when I started getting calls from different production companies who needed help trying to get an expert to back up the premise of whatever show they're trying to sell. And that happened for about two years. I was working with two different production companies during that time. Nothing ever came of it, but again, lots of experience, Yeah. <laughs> lots of practice. I learned a lot about, not everything, but I learned a lot about how production works and kind of how network and production companies work together. And so again, it made me feel more confident. That way, whenever whenever nothing came of those, I started thinking to myself, well, my goodness, if they keep calling me, maybe they're seeing something. (laughs) Maybe they're seeing something that I haven't (laughs) seen and maybe a skill set. And then I would have a lot of colleagues who would say, oh, I could never say yes. I'm, I could never do media stuff like you do. I'm so nervous. I get, I get so scared. I can't do it. And I thought, really? Because I don't get nervous at all. And and you hear that enough to where you're like, oh, maybe, maybe I have like a special skill set or something, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so finally I decided after talking to my husband, because we knew this could be a turning point. I said, what do you think about me reaching out to a production company that already has shows that are sold, who already does what I've been asked to do, and see if they have any spots available. And he's like, oh gosh, like absolutely, you're meant for this, go for it. You've got the energy for it, the practice is going amazing, so let's just see what happens. And I reached out to Kinetic Content, who produces lots of great hit reality TV shows, 
and mm -hmm. they contacted me the next day. Oh and my said, gosh. We want to speak with you. We want to meet with you. Let's go via Skype. Oh. And this was back in 2018 and 2019. I was on Married at First Sight. And now I'm on Married at First Sight and Matchables as well. Oh my gosh, what a great story. And I always tell people to shoot your shot. I never want to regret not shooting my shot. And I love that you did the same. You know, you took you took control of the situation. You, you knew that you saw the opportunity and look what's happened. I mean, that's incredible. I love hearing that. That's really amazing. And I didn't know if anything would come of it. Um, you know, there's so, again, yeah. there were so many shows that were approaching me that it didn't come to fruition. That's how it is. For every one show that actually gets on the air, there are thousands that don't. So I didn't really expect anything of it, but I knew mm -hmm. that I could at least reach out. And if they needed me, they needed me. If yeah. they didn't, they didn't. And uh, of all right. the people that were available to them, they picked me. And it, it feels like a really good fit. Well, you've been doing an incredible job on this show. Seriously, the advice you give to the couples, you know, I can just tell, like, they feel relieved like after they see you and it's like I, I can imagine how rewarding that feels right I mean just being able to help them and there's just so much going on in their world you know being on the show and so being like a beacon for them do you feel that like Thank super you. rewarding feeling helping them so it's rewarding to them from what they tell me because it's mm -hmm. almost like oh you've dealt with this before and so you kind of know what you're talking about. So even though for them it's like this whirlwind and they're kind of caught up in what feels like a relationship blender, when they meet with someone like myself or yeah. Pastor Cal or Dr. Pepper, it's, yeah. it's a, oh, that's right. This is about our relationship. You want us to work on our relationship. Mm -hmm. Forget about, you know, who didn't pick up their shoes. And it's like, this is really about intimacy with me. So then for me, it's rewarding because I get to use my skill set and all the education and the training and the work that I've done with clients and I get to like go on a mission, really go in there very quickly, assess what's going on, give them some tools and then get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just drop it and leave. So it's exciting for <laughs> I me. Yes. I feel like sometimes I have felt like one of those paratroopers when they're like, <laughs> These, this couple's struggling right now, yeah. so instead of taking a break, we're going to go straight there. So just walk on in. You're already Mike. Let's go. And there are times where I literally just oh my have, drop in, and it's like, what's going on here? What's happening? But I love that because it creates this sense of novelty in my career. You know, I've been seeing clients for almost 20 years. The issues that come up are always individual, but they're also routine at times. And so being able to yeah. write a book, be on a TV show, do podcasts, work with clients face-to-face, -face, work with clients virtually, all of that variety is so invigorating for me. Such an incredible career that you have, honestly. I mean, I, I admire you so much, you know, for, for juggling all that and doing so well, you know, with all these different things that you, that you have on your plate. Before we get to your books, I'm so excited to talk to you about your book. Was there a couple that you, on Married at First Sight, was there a couple that you particularly endeared yourself to, you know, really felt like you really helped them and you could you know you guided them like I'm just curious there was a specific couple it's funny because now having been on filming my sixth season my fifth season is airing there are so many couples now that it's kind of hard to pinpoint but I my heart yeah. always goes back to Jamie and Elizabeth from my very first season because their their love story was a roller coaster 
and continues to be. You can catch them on Couples Cam on Wednesday nights, but their love story is much like my clients. Uh, many of my clients don't have a straight line to love. You know, someone like Deanna and Greg, mm -hmm. they've had a pretty straight line to love yes. and lasting family and all of that. I mean, they show such mm -hmm. a fortitude and steadfastness. But someone like Jamie and Elizabeth, who have, <laughs> you know, they're seemingly all over the map with their personalities, yeah. but what brings them back together is that they love one another and they have similar goals. Yeah. And for them, I think that my intervention when I went to speak with them concerning their sexual relationship and how they were struggling in that way, they've told me and I felt like that was a turning point for them that they were able to build off of. I love that. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Uh, I could talk to you all day about, you know, the couples you've helped and just, if you haven't seen Married at First Sight, you know, it's, it's such a unique show and that and these couples they last after you know it's such a it's a beautiful way to bring people together and uh, I know a lot of my friends are applying for these next seasons and I'm like yes go 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 and come on do it I love very it so exciting much. Oh gosh. what inspired you to write the book for intimacy styles so I wrote the four intimacy styles mainly from getting the following question countless times okay dr. Viv I know my love language, I know my partner's love language, and we're doing well emotionally, but what about the sex? What's going on there? What do we do there? Because, you know, in the five love languages, physical touch is not sexual touch. So what do we do there? Because it's not working. What we're doing is not working. And I would get that question over and over again, and I'd explain to them, okay, well, this is what it is about the sex. I finally realized that there really wasn't anything, a tool out there that was measuring up to the success and the helpfulness. I mean, the helpfulness factor from the five love languages is through the roof. You know, it's been out since 1992 and it is aging really well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that because they're discovering wow. it every single day. And I thought, okay, I can't ever aspire to be as, you know, helpful as that, but I'm going to do what I know, which is sexual intimacy and talking and helping people to create lasting physical intimacy. Everything that is going on in, the, in my practice, it all comes down to, can a couple be physically intimate in a happy, healthy way for the long term? Miscommunication, hurt feelings, affairs, betrayal, lying, disconnection, resentment, yeah. criticism, all of that will decrease exponentially if you are able to have lasting physical intimacy between the two of you. So then I, I said, you know what? Everybody loves a good quiz, you know? And so I developed a quiz that went through lots of permutations because I was like, what am I really trying to get at? What I was really trying to get at was helping individuals and couples to understand what their motivations are for engaging in sexuality. And oh, wow. it's not the easiest thing. So I did, it did take a long time to finally get to the quiz that you'll find online and in the book today. But then I also realized it's not like the five intimacy styles at all in the sense that what I think is the key to lasting physical intimacy is rounding out your intimacy style. So you're experiencing approximately 25% of each of the four in every sexual experience. And that will set you up for a long-term sexual satisfaction. Wow. And it's not easy, but there's lots of tools and tricks on how to do that and create that in your relationship in the book. 
Wow, that sounds incredible. I want to take that quiz. I have to say that and we're going to talk about what the four styles are, right? Because I'm so curious. Absolutely. I, I have to say I'm very blessed in my marriage. We are, we have sex daily. Like we just, that is just a priority for both of us. Go Erin. And uh, we have two kids. We'd have 10 if I, if I didn't have them, you know, fixed, I would say. <laughs> but yes, yes. Uh, very blessed. I'm, I'm turning very red. Oh my goodness. But no, I'm, I'm proud of it. You know, I'm proud and I'm, <laughs> I'm very sex positive because I think that sex just is such an integral part of every relationship. It's so, so, so important. And we don't talk about it enough. I actually have another podcast called Batch After Dark. And we literally take people from reality TV shows and talk about sex with them, you know, because it's not talked about enough. And I'd actually love yeah. for you to come on that at some point down the road, you know, because I, I think, think you'd that be perfect. Would be great. I also believe, obviously, that sexuality can have a really positive impact on a relationship, whether it's short term or long term. But I'm more often than not dealing with when it's not working well. And that's who this book is geared towards. But it's also right. very helpful for someone like you who wants to know that they're on the right track, wants to maybe heighten that connection, or wants to have something ready for if there is ever a bump in the road sexually for you, then yeah. that would be something yeah. that you can look towards. And you also seem like somebody who wants to help others, obviously. So for someone like yes. you to pick up the book and then share it with someone else, that kind of tends to alleviate some of that need for you to help others who aren't as lucky in bed. <laughs> yes. I always tell my friends if they're having issues with their relationship, you know, just, just do it. Just, you know, just connect with them physically. And then it just, it always seems to help, you know, but I get it. There's all these barriers like you mentioned. So it's difficult. I can't, it's not a one, you know, a one size fits all. Right. But, but I do try to, encourage that because I do think that it helps a lot to have that connection, the physical connection. So what I'm trying to create is the sense of one size fits all, meaning if you round out your intimacy style, you can rest assured that your partner and you are getting what you need out of that experience to bond mm -hmm. you, connect you, to give you that physical release. So this is a good, a good time to share what they are. There's bonding, Perfect. release, giving, and responsive. Oh, okay. Can we go into each of them a little bit deeper? Yeah, let's do it. So bonding is people who experience that emotional intimacy through physical touch and through physical sexual experiences, where anytime that they experience sexuality, it tends to bond them. And that's one of the few ways that they do experience a bonding sensation with their partner. Okay. So it's very important for people who are with someone who is predominantly bonding style to know that it's not the only way that they experience emotional intimacy, but it helps up it so much and helps increase it and improve it so much. So they're investing in their emotional intimate bonding connection through physical connection. Okay. All right. Then we have release. Release is what you'd think. Release is the, mm -hmm. the style that, that has people who say, Oh my gosh, can I please have sex because I want to have that physiological rush and release of tension. It's okay. people who are looking for orgasm, who are looking for pleasure, who feel so good and, and almost euphoric through the act of sexuality. 
It does not have to be through orgasm, but it can include orgasm. So they predominantly look at it as a stress reliever, as a tension reliever, and when they can attribute that to their partner, it helps them feel even better about their partnership. Oh, wow, okay, got it. Then we have giving. Somebody who's giving tends to say, you know what? I get pleasure, I feel close to you by giving you pleasure. This is the, it's all about you. <laughs> I am here for you, I am here for your pleasure. It makes me feel so good about myself and it makes me feel so good about our connection when I'm able to give you pleasure. They're not denying themselves, they're just much more interested and get so much more out of giving someone else pleasure. The priority is the other person. Got it. Exactly. The last is responsive, and that looks like somebody who doesn't often think about sexuality or have urges on their own, but they do have them in response to their partner's need for it. So they're always willing and able to respond to their partner's sexual advances. They just don't tend to experience spontaneous desire on their own. So for them, it's not something that's on their brain all the time. It's not something that their body calls for quite often, but they will absolutely do it and enjoy it and feel good about their relationship as a response to their partner. And how did you create all of the four? Gosh, okay, well, I will say it was a lot of looking through my notes. Unfortunate, I have kept digital notes since almost day one of my practice. Wow. I can't say day one, year one, yeah, year two. And so I had a lot of notes that I could easily search for, and I found that there was pattern after pattern okay. after pattern of when I would ask people, because it's very common practice for me, to ask people why they want to engage in sexuality and why they believe sex is an important part of a long-lasting relationship. So that question is like something that I've asked pretty much every client I've ever had, so looking at those, I started creating spreadsheets, you know, how yeah. that goes, and I was noticing patterns, and I thought, okay, well, this could go under this umbrella, this could go under this umbrella, and pretty soon, I think it probably took about five years of kind of just researching, because this was before I knew that I was going to do this book first. I have a lot of other book ideas, but this one was became first, that I started realizing, okay, you know what? this is interesting to me. I don't mind talking about this forever. So let me put something together about this yeah, first. Yeah. If anybody's ever written a book, they always tell you, write about something that you love so much that you don't mind talking about forever. It's kind of like when a singer has that hit song yeah. and they're like, I don't mind singing it. But then you hear a lot of singers who say, oh my gosh, if I have to sing this song one more yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> so this was so interesting to me. Wow. That and I'm not, I don't have an engineer's brain, but I work with a lot of engineers being from Houston. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm constantly dealing with that. And so I thought, you know what? This is a way to really get to those people who are you know, methodical mm -hmm. and very process oriented right. and need like percentages. And I thought, I'm gonna capture a lot of people who, who look at the world in this way yeah. and the people who don't will still get it. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Wow, I've never heard of that because I've always kind of toyed with the idea of writing a book and that makes so much sense. I mean, I feel like I could write it on dating or sleep training because I'm, I'm so passionate about both, right? So that's amazing. Yes, and you probably already have so much information yeah. that makes you an expert because there are so many people who don't know about this mm -hmm. stuff. So you're already in another realm. Yeah. You've devoted so much time and energy into 
learning about these topics, you should absolutely turn it into a book. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> My kiddos are still young and they're in school, so it's a little bit, you know, tricky now. But so I'm literally like listening to all four styles and I'm thinking of how I would answer that question. And it's difficult because I feel like I'm, can people be more than one? So actually, by going onto the quiz at fourintimacystyles.com, you'll get to find out what percentage you are of oh, each. okay. Most people, um, because I'm, I'm getting all of the results, but I'm also seeing that people tag me in their results and they screenshot, which I love. Yeah. Most people are at least three out of the four predominantly. But remember, the goal is to be around 25% of each. So I want oh. you to be a little bit of everything. Okay, okay, interesting. I love that. That's how you round out your intimacy style. Yeah. yeah. So do you feel that women tend to be more on the bonding side than, say, men? Because when you talked about bonding, I definitely felt like more women probably would identify with that, right? It's hard to say. I can't wait to get so many results okay. that I can turn it into kind of a report of a study. Yeah. But I, I think through just talking to women, um, a lot of them tend to be more on the bonding side okay. and more on the responsive side. Okay, okay. And a lot of men tend to be more on the giving side and on the release side, which you would think, yeah. well, how can they be both? But they're so, <laughs> they, okay, I'm speaking in generalities now, but they're so <laughs> solution-oriented mm -hmm. that and whether it's through giving pleasure or getting it, it's all about pleasure for them. So. You know, the bonding and the responsiveness aren't as much of a predominant style for them. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see what the research says. That's so exciting. Well, that makes sense, though, you know, if you think about it. But I can't wait for you to have, like, a generated results data that you can share with us because, it's to me, it's very fascinating for sure. So what kind of advice would you give someone that is not having intimacy in their relationship but they would like to start? Because I get this question a lot. What is, like, the first step? basically, into kind of opening that door again, maybe? Absolutely. So if you want it to be very concise and quick, I would say go take the quiz, find out what percentages you are, read the book, and then if you're struggling with how to round out your intimacy style, get help from a therapist. Okay. Call us at Houston Relationship Therapy, reach out to me. But for somebody to be able to do right now today, besides taking the quiz, it's super easy and super fun, yeah. is think about what it is that you do enjoy doing physically that's mm. affectionate with your partner and turn it on blast. Okay. Because when you can experience the things that you like and you can attribute it to your partner, whether it's kissing, snuggling, hand-holding, massages, rubbing each other's hair, rubbing each other's feet, mm -hmm. all of that, dancing, all of that, if you can experience more of that, your body will start to say, oh, I want more of that. Right. And in order to want more of that and get it, you'll have to create emotional intimacy and get mm -hmm. along better. Right. So it's all intertwines together. Yeah. Emotional intimacy is so important. And if we go back, find out what your love language is and speak that, speak your partners, teach them about yours. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to physical, just turn on what you like on blast. Yeah, that's great advice for sure. Now, do you feel like sexuality should be a deal breaker in a relationship? If you guys just are not getting on the same page, you're not seeing eye to eye about it, maybe there's differing, you know, sex drives. How do you feel about that in a relationship? It's interesting you say that because in this book, I'm pretty adamant that I believe that sexual incompatibility is a myth. Oh. 
I think that if you are able to round out your intimacy styles, you are going to create and fulfill sexual needs wow. for your partner and they'll be able to do the same if they're rounded out as well. So a lot of times people will say, well, it's just our discrepancy in desire. I know, because that's what I've been working with for years and years and years. I've created a program about it online at drviviana.com and also at the drvivianamethod.com. But I understand that that's an impasse, but when you truly have the motivation right. to, to see that you're going to get your needs met and to meet your partner's needs through physical intimacy, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter what, you, what you're into because you'll figure out right. how to, again, round out your intimacy style for the sake of your partnership. Yeah, right. And you become less, I don't want to say selfish, but almost, right? Well, if you're both rounded out with your intimacy styles, then you can kind of, again, like relax into the fact that you're going to get your needs met. Yeah. When you're so, when you have the blinders on and you only see sexual satisfaction in one way, mm-hmm that you really discount the ability of really any partner doing anything other than that one thing to right. please you. Right, right. So it's on us. And again, this isn't about hookups. This isn't about dating. This isn't about, you know, let's just see what happens on a one night stand. Yeah. With those, the sky's the limit, do whatever you yeah. want. I'm talking about for people who want to be together forever and be happy in bed. Right, yes, 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 definitely. <laughs> for me, I'm like, can we never leave the honeymoon phase? Like, that's my goal, right? <laughs> well, good luck with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, I have so enjoyed chatting with you. I, I want everyone to know where to get your book. You have just given us such a wealth of knowledge. I'm so excited. Guys, please go take the quiz. So remind us how to get your book, where to take the quiz, how they can get as much as Dr. Viviana as they can. <laughs> so you actually just said it. So it's at drviviana.com. The book information there, the four intimacy styles quizzes on there, all of my blog. If you've ever wanted to just binge a whole bunch of relationship, love, and sex information, you can go to my blog. It's all on drviviana.com. Perfect. If you have questions, I have the option there. If you have any questions that you want a video response to, you can do that there. There's so much to do on my website, but if you also just want to search up the four intimacy styles, it'll all show up there. It's exclusively available at drviviana.com okay. or the four intimacy styles.com. On four intimacy styles.com, you can download all sorts of information. I'm creating a Facebook community that's only for people who have taken the quiz oh, and good. who are reading the book so we can really talk about it. I'm a bit of a control freak and that, that extends to this whole process and, and this system that I'm trying to put into place to help couples with intimacy. So yeah. I have my hand in everything, so I want to be a part of everything. I'm running it. So yeah, when you ask me a question, I'm the one answering. When you see me on Facebook, social media, it's all me. Wow, and on Instagram, you're at Dr. Viv, is that right? At Dr. Viviana, everything's Dr. Viviana. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. Okay. And of course, if you are interested in reality TV, as I'm sure most of your listeners are, please remember to tune into Lifetime. Uh, Married at First Sight on Wednesdays at 8, 7 Central. Definitely. And then the Unmatchables as well, right? Yeah, Unmatchables, the um, new season hasn't come out yet, but they should be airing reruns pretty soon. It is so exciting, but you can check it all at uh, LifetimeTV.com or MyLifetime.com. I can't remember which one it is, but you can check it out online. Great. And are you doing a book tour or anything like that to promote the book? 
So because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. um, health and safety are first. So I'm doing lots of different things that you'll just have to follow me online to see what's happening next. Okay. I'm doing lives. I'm doing some drop-ins to different independent booksellers. Oh, wow. Because I'm going at this as a businesswoman, I'm doing it independently. I'm self-publishing. Again, I'm a control freak, so it works really oh, well for that's me. that's wonderful. So, yeah, I'm going to be trying to promote independent booksellers as much as possible and uh, really help people who went through this pandemic and really suffered like our independent booksellers did. And, yeah. and also, I want to be a good example for people who have a story to tell but who don't necessarily want to give 70% of the profits to anybody else. Right. No, that's great. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love that. That's incredible. I cannot wait to read the book. I can't wait to take the quiz. You guys, please go take the quiz and tag her. Tag Dr. Viviana so she can see. I'm going to tag you. I'm going to do it later today and tag you for sure. Thank I'm you. I'm so curious. So I mean, I think right off the bat, I would think bonding is probably the largest in mine. But I'm so curious to see what I am. Very exciting. <laughs> this will be interesting. Like I said, I'd love to have you on my other podcast. We can talk offline more about that. But I cannot thank you enough for coming on. Thank you so much. This is like a dream come true. I've been wanting to connect with you for so long, ever since I saw you on the show. I love the opportunity to talk about these things. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Sex positivity is so important. And I, I know that it's still kind of considered taboo. So to be able to have a podcast just dedicated to that feels so good that I'm, you know, doing something and making progress, right? And, and us talking about sex. Yay! Yay. <laughs> well, you have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. And you guys, thank you so much for listening. You know, next time I'll be back with maybe another Married at First Sight expert. And uh, we just really appreciate all your support. So guys, always be safe and stay cozy. Till next time. Bye. Bye.